this is Chris from the Ticket Stub. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And she knows just how to treat me right. Well, my baby, she's all right. Well, my baby, she's clean out of sight. Don't you know that she's, she's some kind of wonderful. She's some kind of wonderful. All right, good morning, yeah, Montgomery County, 905. On the dot. On the dot. Morning's Lone Star, Skippy, and Dick. Live from downtown Conroe in the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. We're broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com. we got special guests coming in today around 10.15 on the phone. We have Laura Bell, and we're going to be talking about the George Springer, I'm, I imagine that's the baseball player, fourth annual Celebrity Bowl benefit, and she's the chairman for the event. But yeah, we're going to have a conversation with her. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's at 10.15. So until then, it's us. If you like joining on the conversation, all you got to do is visit us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever and send us a direct message or comment on the Facebook Live feed, which is up and running, thankfully. And uh, it is raining right now, off and on. We knew it was coming. The uh, weather tree outside said it was. And uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't rain tomorrow because I'm supposed to move tomorrow. It's going to rain tomorrow. So we'll figure that out slowly. Yeah. So. But uh, Rick, the reluctant cowboy, and I will keep it uh, bright and yeah. sunshiny inside the studio tomorrow. But today you're stuck with me. That's fine. That's, that's I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just suck it up there, buttercup. 74 degrees right now. That's the plus side to this rain. I'm only going to get up to 80 degrees in Conroe today, but it be raining all day, all night for the next couple of days. So do be cautious out there. Please be careful on the roads. Don't go on the road unless you absolutely have to. Just Texans in general in this area. I'll say Houstonians, but, you know, in the greater area. Uh, not used to rain. Uh, turn around. Don't drown. If you don't well, know how deep it is, don't go no, into I don't it. see any accidents or incidences on the road right now, So which is nice. It is. It is very nice. So people are taking your word and being careful and all that kind of stuff. Well done. But today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm about to take my first sip for the morning. There you go. So what uh, what has changed since yesterday? Yesterday's show, we have Brett uh, in. He is a listener, and I hope to say he's a fan, but I don't know. Uh, but he <laughs> was an enjoy. He's a boss. He, he's he, a friend he was of Skippy. awesome. He, yeah, right? He, I mean, like, he, you have cool friends. <clears throat> I do, You're indeed. Lucky. I, I think you, you are s- lucky. I'm very lucky. You, I think you started to ask me like our history, like how long we've known each other, and we well, got sidetracked. Well, the thing with I've realized with actors is they don't really have time. They have like shows, <laughs> and so when you say, "Oh, we acted," and then I'm like, "I have no idea when that was. That could have been when y'all were 12." Right. And we met in 1995. Like eyes locked. The meet eyes cue. locked across the room. That was the meet cue. Eyes locked and fists cocked. Uh, no, no. Um, it was great. I had uh, just started. <clears throat> I'd written something in this theater, decided to put it on. And he was already involved with the theater, so that's how we met. And, and he looked uh, at you like, this isn't that bad. No, you know, he looked at me like, who are you? And I'm like, I, uh, nobody. No, nah, and that's a friendship that, so that's 20, 23 years now, because it was in May, I think, 
when that when that show went up or or started going through rehearsals. So it was around May June. So almost to the day, twenty three years, this man has been my friend and and dude, always always been there. He he and his wife both. So kudos to Brett. And even I'd be saying this even if he weren't listening. I don't know if he is or isn't, but uh, uh nah, rocking dude. And love to have him back on the air sometime because he he keeps you whip sharp, you know, with the topics yeah. and stuff. And he's got well, it's because so quiet, and so you start doubting yourself. Because you know, I realize if you're meditating or alone, doubt is a very easy thing to seep in because you have no reflection on anything. No one's coming back with you with any ideas. So you're like, "Am I right? Am I right?" He's looking at okay. I'm not right. Okay. <laughs> but, he's uh, uh, he's a lot like uh, Thomas Jefferson. You know, he's not very loquacious. He he doesn't like. How do people even know that? That was a long time ago. Because they talked about him. It, it, it's like... It was yeah, like, but there's fake news is so all <laughs> over the place these days. Like, how do you even know? There was no fake news before CNN. That's Are you sure, fact. though? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like there's a See, lot of... That was fake news. Yeah. See what I did there? That's true. That, that was I, very meta. I still love that moment when the WikiLeaks came out and that one, I don't know what anchor is like, you know, it's illegal to read these, but we can show you on the air because we're a... Dr- or newsroom or something like, i mean i'm not kidding you. did you see that yes i did indeed oh man that was fun but we do have uh you know some i felt follow-up. really naughty though when i read them i was like oh man uh i didn't for that very purpose i know it's, it's going to be well uh informed uh it just it kills me that these are now being used as uh standards in investigations whereas in a trial that's the first thing that they'd be kicked out as evidence because how was this evidence obtained illegally it's out you can't use yeah. it well, I think that's why a lot of things that people expect to be happening in our government aren't happening because of that. Because mm-hmm. when it gets down to the nitty gritty of a judge and whatever, or a grand jury, like, nope, sorry. But I, I only reason I like reading them because it's fu- it's always fun to read how other people talk to each other through text messages and emails. Because, you know, it's kind of like reading a book. You're imagining the characters. You're reading mm-hmm. like in an accent or whatever you want to apply to what you're reading. And some of the stuff is is hilarious to me. Like the way people talk trash about each other behind their backs, like because they don't think anyone's going to read these emails besides that one person. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I can't imagine for like the the first two to three months after those things were leaked out, they're like, "All right, I can't talk to Hillary right now because she totally saw me dogging her daughter, and uh, I'm going to stay away for a bit." Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, I meant more like yeah, inner inner office politic kind of stuff. Like, oh man, Joe found I called him fat. Oh no. He's going to hate me now. Well, has that ever happened to you? Th- yeah, their advantage, I think, to being an IT person because they, they have access to the emails and stuff and, and talk about, you know, you have two people in an office romance or something. The IT people are the IT guys, although there are gals in that, but that's what they're called. IT guys are the first to know about it. I mean, this. Holly's done it where she, we have like a family text message mm-hmm. and she texted a bunch of stuff, not realizing it was in the group, <laughs> but she didn't realize it for a while. And then finally someone chirped in saying, are you okay? Because she was, she goes off these like tirades about, you know, either like a situation at work or, you know, because she's small. So she just gets mad. I don't know. And uh, my my, my mom. (laughs) Are you saying short people are prone to a Napoleonic complex? Oh, oh, definitely. Because Napoleon was actually normal sized for his time period. Well, you know, it's amazing to me, and I hope she's listening to this because there's— Do you? Well, yes, uh, because I love her when she berates me when I get home. And uh, (laughs) one thing I love about how short she is is there's some times in life where, like, you know, I'm 32 years old, 
and I've experienced enough to where when I put her in those past experience, I'm like, oh, you really are short. So like when we go to like say amusement park or something like that, and I'm like, oh, you must be this tall to scale ride. To, scale to banana, man, you really are small. And it's just kind of like it hits you that way. And especially, <laughs> well, my favorite one was we had our family reunion, and I think my oldest niece is fourteen. Okay. And she's a foot taller than Holly. And I was like, and all these kids, we Proto had, Baggins I is think a foot taller with than my Holly. cousins and I, like with that part of the family, there are one side of the cousins. There's like 27 grandkids or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're all having our family reunion. They're all dancing around. And that's when I saw Holly in the middle of it. And I was like, man, she really is short. She's not, she's concentrated. Awesome. Oh yeah. Easy. I, I really, think, you know what I hope, hmm. I hope we all have kids like her. That way I can be tall. That's that's why I told her, like, knowing our luck, they're going to be taller than all of us because that's just how it works out sometimes. Well, that's the thing. Both of my— 23 and me told me, like, my ancestor was seven feet tall, so— There you go. Um, Both my kids—my son is naturally taller than me significantly, and my daughter at 16 is—if she's shorter than me, it's it's by a hair's breadth. So uh, both my kids will be— Taller than me for sure. And even my grandkids, because, uh, you know, my son married a, a munchkin. I love my daughter-in-law very much, but she's she's holly short. And I thought, well, great. There went all the height in my gene pool that I worked, you know, by breeding with an Amazon. I, I worked mean, hard I to get this. Surprised. No, the grandkids are, uh, my, my granddaughter is like battle tank. I mean, she's just as tenacious as can be. And though she's two years younger than her brother, they're approximately the same size. But her brother, my grandson, is is very tall and slender. So you know he's he's going to be like basketball tall, I think. So yeah, that's it for the height for the day. But yeah, I think I'm a foot. How tall is Holly? Four foot something. Four uh, eleven. One second, I got to fix some sound issues. Okay, you fix the sound issues. But yeah, so I'm only what seven inches taller than her. So. As short as I am, just to have someone that's seven inches shorter than me. Yeah, gotta love Holly, the concentrated awesome that she is. So that's that's well that, that that's our bit on on relative heights in in the area. It's uh looking outside the window now, the official Lone Star Weather Tree is telling me that though it'd be breezy, about eight to ten miles an hour, uh no rain at the moment. <clears throat> I do not mind it when the rain will start and stop and start and stop. Let's keep that going. Because I am kind of PTSDing a little bit with the uh, looking at the weather map and seeing the you know the future track and how much rain is supposed to be coming. I am a little uh, uh, the rear iris is a little squeezed there. I got the the butterflies in my tummy. Uh, so yeah, if we can keep the rain coming and going, but we will keep you uh, posted as much as possible. And I know this afternoon, Rick the Reluctant Cowboy, he's really great with providing weather updates. So um, definitely, but not us. Well, yeah, we'll do it from time to time because I'm out of here today and got to uh, got to get back to the house and do stuff. All right. Welcome to Morning's Lone Star. That was our first segment. We will be seeing you in a bit. We're going to take a quick sponsor break. Okay. Come up next. I want to know what you think about Space Corps. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Uh-huh. And uh, I wonder who the first space monkeys are going to be. But you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, 916, brought to you by Connors FM, 104.5, 106.1. We'll be right back. Don't you know? Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe 
at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back, Orange Lone Star. We got the sound work on Facebook and YouTube, so you can jump back on there. <laughs> Come and, back to us, please. And, uh, yeah, there we go. We need you. We're uh, you're listening to Orange Lone Star on Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1, Montgomery County's morning radio show, kind of shooting stuff, and uh, brought to you by Conrad Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, we were talking about a U.S. force to dominate space. Yeah. So, do you think this is just another rebranding so we could put more money into the Air Force? Well, yeah. Now, naturally, the Air Force is the uh, um, suggested, would have been the suggested core for for proceeding beyond the atmosphere. In fact, the Air Force already kind of has that uh, with with rocketry systems. And actually, the the movie and the TV series Stargate actually got it right because usually they have marines or army or something no it, it would be um the air force being so what is the like real that. implication of this is in the sense of they're writing down the record like whatever they're going to do is it the way i imagine it in like a reality sense not like laser beams and you know although we have that with the sdi well you know what i mean like we're not doing star trek yet we're not doing that stuff yet so what i'm understanding is this is meant for Another way around to put more money into space management mm-hmm. and all the debris, all the stuff that goes around what we've been doing for the past 70 years, 80 years is now going to have a procedure. Like how do we properly clean the atmosphere and like with the, you know, all the space junk. Right. And now, this is also a military branch. So this isn't like kind of Starfleet, which is, quote, unexploratory. Well, no, I guess it'd be more of like with the if Armageddon actually had real soldiers blowing up the meteor instead of you know of mm. course the logical sense of hiring bruce willis and a drill team because it's so much easier to teach a driller to be an astronaut than it is an astronaut to be a driller and uh I, or just a side note if you <laughs> are if you're able to listen to the commentary of armageddon with ben affleck and everybody <laughs> he goes on a rant about that yeah, like, I, I have you heard remember. it? Have you heard this? Oh, because I, I also uh, remember going go, on about all the glycerin they had to put on their face to look like they were sweating. Yeah, he he was on a rant about how stupid this was, and like he's questioning Michael Bay and all, you know. And of course, he made a, a successful movie. Yeah, it's actually, like, that's hey, probably been Affleck's shut up best and take movie. Your yeah, shut up and take the paycheck, Ben. And uh, but no, I think is that what I'm understanding? Like, it's, so if you take Armageddon, mm-hmm. but it had the real soldiers who would do the defense stuff. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they're trying. Their goal is it's not necessarily let's put them in spaceships, fly them around the universe, nothing like that. It's more no, of defend the, Earth. Yeah, defend Earth from not only natural disasters such as asteroids or whatnot, but also 
space is, and I'm, you know, I hate to say it, it is the next frontier. And usually when there's a branch of the military service that's formed, it's the need is already there. We formed the Army Air Corps, which of course then became the Air Force. When World War One, it was like, wait, there's no longer trench warfare alone. There are planes. There's air warfare. It was brand new. It had never been contemplated before. So they scrambled to, to come up with the Army Air Corps. Uh, the Marines were an offshoot of the Navy because they're like, okay, we have all these soldiers. We're fighting these sea battles. What happens when we hit land? We got these sailors who have no idea no, about so. And that's why the Marine, or, Marine Corps was originally land, sea, and air. And so this is the first time when we're anticipating the need. We don't have, or do we? Well, it's probably because we have a surplus of money. Like, hey, we got to make sure our annual budget's the same as last year's, or if not more. Well, there is that, but also don't forget, I have no idea uh, you know, the military uh, budget-wise was eviscerated over the last eight years. Uh, so there is more money going into it, you know, with the budgeting. And a lot of people are going, oh, it's pie in the sky. You know how scary it would be? Like, you, you can't tell me it's not scary. Imagine you being an Air Force pilot guy, and then you get, like, a letter in the mail or in your locker or whatever, and it's like, well, you've been chosen as a select few to be part of the Space Corps or whatever. And then would you be would you be one of the first people? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, I would. I, I hearken back to well, I mean, clearly we've right gone stuff. to space, but, like— it's like the right stuff. Think about it. If you haven't read the book or watched the film, I encourage it because when the space program was first starting, they were trying to figure out who the astronauts would be. Yeah. And like number one was going to be uh, race car drivers because they handle the G-forces well. And so it wasn't just the natural, well, we're going to take Air Force. Well, that's colonels. the whole premise of Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm shifting gears. You didn't know that? You don't remember that at the very beginning? Like, I, they kind of threw it at you. I don't know why they did, but the main character's twin brother was the scientist oh, oh, and oh, all oh, that oh, stuff. And I he was it. trained to do all this stuff, and somehow he died. Yeah. And, and then the, it's the like, oh, let's get the crippled brother who just the only reason. Maybe it's in the genetics. Well, actually, that's what it was. His genetics lined up with his. Well, they, they his didn't want to spend the money. Guy, yeah. They didn't want to spend the money for the blue, another blue guy. Because it's easier to train a driller to be an astronaut. You no, know, it's not safe. <laughs> so you could be it. It's easier Skippy. to train a a a, a paraplegic brother uh, to be a a commando than to take another commando and spend some money on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. But you, so, you could be it. I'm so, just letting you So know. the right stuff, same thing. You know, those early days when there was a high attrition rate and they had no idea what was going to happen next, I'd like well, to think. When do you think they're going to let normal people adventure. in space? People oh, who aren't very trained. Soon, very soon. Well, it'll be the, the Virgin Atlantic space hopper flights. I would prefer they get the Cairo, whatever, the thing that makes you sleep. I would prefer they get that right first. That way I don't have to deal with anything if I go to space. I can just go to sleep. You want to sleep through it? Well, I mean, if we're, we're not going to Alpha Centauri, if we're, we're traveling for six the months. Oh, no, would you, would you gonna, it only takes three months to get to Mars. Oh, really? Yeah. That, is that, three is days that, is that on the, the fastest Tesla or is that like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what's the economy class? What about the economy class? How long is that going to take? Well, the same amount of time. It's just you don't have a chair. You just have to stand and put your arm through the strap hanging from the ceiling. It's like meat. <laughs> like a subway. You don't think there's going to be like an economy class space travel oh, opposed oh, to like first class? Absolutely, uh, be like you're in the you're in the compression. Uh, well, you know, you know what? It's kind of a sidestep too. But you know, 
would you have these leaders in space exploration like, you know, the Amazon guy and the Tesla guy and NASA, of course, and other countries, you, you know that's probably one of the fears of a corporation taking over space travel is, oh, hey, they're going to do exactly what the air, air industry, the air, airline industry does is they try to add on the dollars per experience. And, and I don't know, like, could you see a person that's crazy as, I mean, if you look at Jeff Bezos. Who is now worth, hold on, the number came out earlier. Or if you look at him. Like, I, he seems like the guy who would try to be like, let's shake it up. We're not charging. Everyone's the same kind of thing. But uh, what made me think of it was uh, Elon, is it Musk? Musk, uh-huh. So he he's doing those tunnels, right? Yeah. So those tunnels are basically shuttles. And from what I understand, they're, the primary person is going to use them is just uh, – it's not cars. No, I would presume it'd be almost like their version of a magnetic rail train or something. Well, no, because he proposed it as if like you would drive to the tunnel and you drive onto a platform, and there would be like you know ten cars on the platform, and then it shoot you. Yeah, ferry. But it would. It, they're like, no, we're going to have the primary ones going to be people. So maybe it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, here we go. Jeff Bezos is now worth one hundred and forty-one billion nine hundred million dollars. That's forty-nine billion more than Bill Gates and sixty billion more than William Buffett. Or is it Buffet? It's Buffett. But going back to the Space Corps, because people yeah. are like, ah, you know, if, you, if you're for, if you don't care who the president is, meaning— well, We've seen the, the intro to Starship Troopers. I know, right? That's the meme that's going around. We've seen I want to learn more. You want to learn more? But think about it. You just kind of nailed it on the head about the timing of this. First off, not only space, the next frontier. And we have to be prepared for— Stuff coming from above, whether it be uh, a foreign power launching stuff into low orbit to get us. Uh, it's the continuation of the SDI program think, that came up under Reagan. I, but also think about this. Corporations, that, Musk what, and Bezos are going for it. Wasn't that a plot in the new Triple X movie? I haven't watched any of those. Where it was know. like they developed a device to control space junk and they could force space junk wherever they want because there's so much of it. Those so orbits are going to start decaying. They make they make it crash. Yeah, well, you know they're going to crash on their own sooner or later. And there's a, there's a lot of gook so up there. So we need a triple X program. But think clearly. about it: you need a presence, a government type presence, because space is becoming privatized. The next shot that's going to hit the moon is not going to be from NASA, or it's not gonna, basically it's not going to be a NASA only project. It's going to be funded by a Bezos or a Musk. When we go to Mars, it's going to have the Tesla logo on the spaceship. And so you need this is the way that for the government to be able to maintain like some every, kind of every dystopian video game that has to do with space starts with that. It's like the mines were the first thing to go. And then inside the mines they found some, you know, you know, when they off colony right. mining. They discover well, yeah. the alien that takes over the symbiote. I was flipping channels last night uh, or on my DVR and realized a long time ago I had recorded Alien and Aliens. Okay. So I just started watching Alien. It's and so I forgot good. The company, Wayland's. It's so what's, good. What's the name of the? Yeah, it's Wayland. It's Wayland, Wayland something. Industries or something like that. It was two names, like Wayland, Asaki. That's so good. That's such a good movie. But that's the thing. So there are those who are just rapidly opposed to this because the current president happened to, to raise it. But if you take that aside, I think this is an awesome opportunity. It is next. It's great to, to start planning for there will be a branch of the military service before the need is already there. So we're not scrambling. Um, 
I'm I'm a fan, and I'd like to think that I would have the sense of adventure that if I was, you know, half my age and physically fit. Yeah, you betcha. I'd, I'd be put me on that put me on that flight to Mars. Okay, I don't know. I just it's gonna be interesting. That's for sure. I, I the one thing I'm really interested in is seeing if we get like sneak peeks to the manuals and the training <laughs> exercises because it's kind of like all right, I get that we could train ten people or whatever to be astronauts and only six of them go up in the space. But now we're we're talking about training a mass group of people. Mm-hmm. So, because how many how many astronauts are space ready right now, according to NASA or co- according to whoever's yeah. in power? But you got to break that down. Space ready in what context? Going around the Earth? Well, do we spend? Do we year? even send anybody to space anymore? All I see is rockets. So I'm wondering, like, are we sending any human beings? Well, yeah, in space? you got to shuttle people back and forth from the International Space. So we've Station. we've been doing that as Earth, not United States, but as Earth, we've been doing that. Yeah, but uh, those borders have kind of broken down to where an American can hop aboard a, so- a Soyuz to come back to Earth, or a European transport will put an American on board. Uh, to get them up to the space station. So when you say space ready, is it there are people being trained for the Mars mission, which means, you know, zero gravity for months on end. How are you going to handle it? You know, psychologically, physically, whatever. Then there's a uh, low orbit where you can literally get a school teacher, give her a year or two of training and put her on the shuttle. Well, not the shuttle anymore, but Orion's next. And I'm, I'm glad for that. because I, I'm sad that the shuttle program is completely shut down before Ryan got farther along than it did. Yeah. Now, I have a friend who is a literal rocket scientist who works for NASA. I'd love to get him on the air one day. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, um, and I doubt he's listening, but uh, Zippe, you know who you are. I, I'm going to try and get you on the show to talk about it because uh, he worked on the shuttle program, and I believe he's working on Orion now, and I'd okay. love to so get him on the So how many people track. do you think? They're being trained right now? Yeah. Officially? Yeah. Or, or? Regardless. They think 100 people? Yeah. Okay. So now we're talking about what we're training, 500 people? Mm-hmm. Okay. You got, you, this is where you start the program. So we're not going to start throwing okay. people in space capsules now. It's going to take years. This is the time to announce the branch. All right. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'm all for it. Go space, cadets. Man, can you imagine the propaganda commercials from the Air Force? It's going to get Well, they've already started, if you notice, the high-tech aspect of the. Yeah, I get that, but like... Be the first to discover new life. Oh, after that, <laughs> and meanwhile on Earth, we'll be having mech warriors. What you could do is you could do a super splice of all the movies that have horrible things that go on when it has to do with space, like the aliens like spitting acid on their face, or you know the the, the hugger putting eggs in you, and it's like the beach join, ball and join, dark star. Join join us in space. <laughs> That'd be great. It is nine thirty three. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget we're having a special. Phone interview with Laura Bell talking about the fourth annual Celebrity Bull event. I think that's happening in the Woodlands. And that guy Springer from the uh, Houston Astros is going to be there, I imagine, because it says George Springer. That's him, right? I do believe. All right. That's pretty cool. So that's going to happen around 915. But until then, you got us. I think on the next segment, I want to talk a couple of things about uh, Amazon shareholders call for halt of facial recognition sales. So shareholders do have power. And the unstoppable Amazon. And uh, how scary is it that the law enforcement can use face recogni- recon- recognition, you know, whatever. Is that scary for you? Uh, the implications are. I feel like it's kind of scary for everybody. Even like, like I can imagine border control using that like all the time. 
Well, there's that, but there's also just the... Well, I don't know. There are, there are a lot of implications. Well, that's that. when the evil twin thing comes into play, and you're like, right. oh, great. That's that's a new movie right there. Uh-huh. You're listening to Lauren's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, welcome back. Man, that was weird. You guys a lot of technical difficulties this morning. It's the rain. You think so? Blame it on the rain. I feel like that's a song. Uh, well, yeah. But welcome to Mornings Lone Star. Sorry without the music intro. That was really weird. So let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to get this to work. Oh, there we go. Oh, I mean, come on. Oh, Richard. that's what that dial. It says zero to ten does. Oh, did I tell you on Amazon Echo thing? If you say, hey, uh, is it Siri? No, it's the other one. Uh, Alexa, oh. turn it up to 11 and it will like blare it. I didn't know that. And so we're sitting there with uh, the grandkids are asleep in the living room <laughs> and they're playing like, you know, that soothing. You know, I'm talking about white noise kind of yeah. music. And I'm like, hey, hey, Alexa, turn it up to 11. And it's like just loud. Oh, keep that in mind. But uh, we have a listener on Facebook wants us to say hi to Heather. I don't know who Heather is, but hey, Heather. Heather. Okay. Heather, do you want to join the Space Corps? Would you like to know more? No, I got to find out which Heather. Let me get, let me get to the Facebook real quick. Uh, Misty was just saying, hey, say hi to Heather. And hey, Brett. Hey, everyone who's listening in on Facebook. We are streaming live on IRLoneStar.com and YouTube and all that good stuff. We are indeed. It's 938 on the dot. And the temperature is, uh, that's not the temperature. That's the, uh, I was about to say 46 degrees, but I realized that was my battery power. What's your voice doing with your voice? How do you act? This is when you're like constantly coughing all the time. Is that part? No, it's the, it's the, uh, sinuses coming. But here's the thing about acting. Is it, is it that weather tree? It's the weather tree's got some pollen. But this is the funny thing about, about acting um, and, and having been when your voice is just, just wrecked. For the most part, when you have coughs or something like that, and I, I'm trying to figure out how I can get into this. Uh, there was this book in a movie called Disclosure, and the movie had Demi Moore and um, Michael Douglas, where she's sexually harassing him. And... It, it, in the book, they really go into it where he's trying to say, listen, you know, this was a setup and he's talking with his uh, attorney and the, the attorney finds out that Demi Moore in the middle of trying to seduce him coughed. And she points out, you don't cough during intimate moments. And she he's like, of course you do. And he's like, she's like, no, think about it. Every You, you could be having like double pneumonia, but if you start to, to get intimate, with, with a loved one, you don't cough. Now, the second it's all over with, you're coughing up a storm. But during, there's something in the body that keeps it from happening. And I've, so I'm not trying to equate one to the other. What? But, yeah. I feel like you're just making this no, up. No, no, trust think about it. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go into too many details, but same thing with acting. You can be like this and uh, that, but you get on the stage and something happens. Oh, so it's not happening able- for you right now. 
there's no what you're telling me, right? Well, I need a bigger audience. Is what? Oh, really? The microphone isn't enough. Well, that it is. Okay, it is. You're really hurting my feelings. Oh no. But yeah, no. uh, Amazon shareholders they had their. I, I guess do all the public companies have their same meetings around the same time? Because I know, like no. Tesla had theirs like three weeks ago. No, or usually like that. it's on the uh, the corporate calendar because you know usually if, uh, the the fiscal calendar and the the real calendar are two different things. Uh, the fiscal calendar starts when the company started. So if you started in August, well, then that's when your fiscal calendar starts. So when you okay. say this year, so and I'm I'm catching up. Oh, so we are going to say hi to Heather. Heather's a new listener. Yeah, Heather, fantastic. Uh, yeah, thank you, Heather, well, for for listening. And Misty, thanks for it, it seems doubling our audience. We were talking, <laughs> we were talking about Amazon shareholders, and they wrote a letter to twenty groups of of socially responsible investors. That's what they're calling themselves. Uh, they're worried about Amazon selling their technology to the police force for facial recognition software. Now, I think. Amazon already probably achieved this software a little bit. I know Facebook kind of scared people where it could recognize your face if you took a picture. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you see, besides going the typical like dystopian future way of recognizing people's faces, where do you see this being beneficial? Facial recognition? Yeah, fa- like, besides unlocking your phone. I'm not a fan of facial recognition for, for those personal purposes. That way, it's enough that we're... We've seen it to where I'll be talking. I mean, we've seen Mission Impossible too. Yeah, right. And they are, have the ability to wear masks that look exactly like a person that's not you. Yeah, every every facial. Like, there's no way I can tell that you're wearing a mask, Dick, right now. But we've given enough of our, when I say our privacy, you know, willingly, that I know I can be have my phone on me talk about, gee, I need to find a new green screen and next time I go on to Facebook, lo and behold, there's ads for green screens, that kind of thing. It's oh, happening. gee, I need to find free money. Yeah, right. Let's see if this works. Yeah. Or Alexa, the same thing. So we've given up enough of that. But facial recognition, to me, the problems vastly outweigh the benefits. So your your phone, now you can look at your phone and it'll open up for you. Okay. If you're too lazy to well, type know, in four digits, you know, if your hands are order. tied behind your back, then that means that somebody else is holding the phone. No, in your like face. you prop it up against the wall with your nose. Okay, it saves you time. <laughs> of course, it just like the only thing I can think of. I'm is, not a big uh, brother. Only, kind well, the of guy. only thing I can think of is like anti-theft measures. <laughs> so, like, I could see it being implemented in voting. I could see that, but then again, to have that benefit, you got to forego all the other parts of it. Like all I got to do is be in a car accident or grow a beard or shave my beard. I shave my beard. I look like a completely different person. Yeah. And beard, goatee, clean shave. I mean, it's literally three different looks. We also don't know how accurate it is. It might, it might, you don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not a person, I'm not a computer person in the sense of, I know how to make facial recognition software, but I think they can make it adapt to that kind of stuff. But why don't they, why don't they just do DNA testing then? Why don't we focus on that? Well, you and actually, Brett- well, no, that was one of the arguments I was reading online about this whole, you know, debacle. Apparently, we just found out happening at the border uh, in Mexico about the kids and stuff. They were talking about how fast just parental DNA testing is opposed to like, mm-hmm. you know, rape kit, rape kit testing and all like the ones that actually go into real DNA testing. This is just to see if they're, if they're related or yeah. not. 
But they were saying, like, why don't we just do that? But I mean, well, then, I don't think there's an easy puts, solution. That, yeah, That's that, another topic for another day. But, yeah, that forces you. But I'm talking about facial recognition. Well, why would we need it? I don't think we do. And Brett raised a point that actually uh, I was he's uh, presenting it more eloquently than than I was going to go with that. All you got to I know professional makeup artists. You know, I'm in theater. You you can with makeup alone, let alone prosthetics, make yourself look like someone. Yeah. You, you, you can change your look in a heartbeat, different color contacts. Well, I mean, there's always going to be thieves out there, and they're good. And some of them are good. But you got to ask, okay, who would want to go through all that problem to unlock my phone? True. So it's a not facial recognition. As yeah, far I really don't see commercial like, use as a novelty. You, if you take a balance, I don't see the benefits mm-hmm. for the general public outweighing the downside the is that now everything can be facial recognition and that. Think about it. I can. I go on the uh, uh, toll ray through through the easy tag lane and bang it, it reads it, but it doesn't mark that I'm maybe going five or 10 miles over the speed limit. But can you imagine every time you do that, that all of a sudden you get the ticket for speeding as well? It It's the more ability you give. Well, luckily for us in that case, there's already laws and case, cases going through about the red light cameras and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, and so there is like a standard being set. Up there like is that. a standard, but remember that's at a city level. It's yeah. not state and it's certainly not federal. Um, I just don't see the benefit of it. Uh, besides like the police using it to make their job, but there's a lazy or the easier, not lazy, but like it makes it easier for them. Yeah. Uh, Misty raises a good point. Forensic anthropology. And absolutely. I watched bones for 10 years. I know what you're talking about, Misty, but in a show so bad. <sighs> Watch your mouth. Is that not a guilty pleasure show? Yeah, it was an awesome guilty pleasure okay, show. Okay, just making sure you knew it was a guilty pleasure show. Yeah, shut up. I love that show. But be, beyond niche, you know, reconstructing a, a skeletal remains found, or this is, you know, this child disappeared when they were 10, It's they're now 25, this is what they probably look like. That I, I, I'm all for. Can we do this Facebook, what our baby would look like? <laughs> the only one of those that I tried was how I look like totally, you know, shaven head bald. And I got to say, I look pretty, pretty bad. I look like uh, Mr. Clean kind of guy because I'm afraid if I shave my head, I'll look like that total nerdy guy with the shaved head. And uh, as opposed to the non-nerdy guy I am now. But beyond forensic anthropology, uh, people sound off. We, we know you're listening. So what possible benefits for your average person? would facial recognition be good for and unlocking your phone or like saying, well, it's an extra layer of security on your phone. If a pin and your thumbprint aren't enough, then you, you don't need to be walking the streets because you're obviously a super spy. And, you know, if yeah. someone wants to go to that much trouble to unlock your phone and, and they can bypass your, your thumbprint and your, or do a retinal I mean, scan. How is this not, a, how is this not a, a slippery slope? Already. It's a very slippery like, slope. How is it not? I, that's one of those things. I, I'm behind the shareholder people. Like that's crazy. Yeah, they, they look ten years in the. They look five years in the future and saw where you could go with it. And no, you look like two hundred years into the future where the whole regime has changed. And but it, it the, would start. But the mentality quick. of anybody in in control. We've already learned how different countries can be completely reversed in their culture when so one person gets in charge. Okay, I can't remember what the actual equation is. Uh, one or two of our listeners may be able to help us out, but it's like technology doubles every 
I want to say six months or two years or something like that. I doubt it. And there's an actual equation going on about it and that we are rapidly hitting the tipping point of that our technolo technological advance supersedes our ability to control it. Or that, th th think about it in this context. The smartphone came out 10 years ago, well, 11 years ago now, 2000, 2006, I believe. Look where it's gone in just 10 years. Now think about before that. We had the telephone for, when I say decades, countless decades. The dial, dial going to push tone, but the same basic premise. So it, it was for what it was, if that makes sense. The, the phone was used for, for, for what it was. You didn't need this, this advancement. Look at now how rapidly, or, or cars. You know, we had the same cars built off the same concepts for years but now it's hybrid engines and electric engines and alternate engines and, and there came this point probably in the 70s or 80s and, I, and I basically i think when we went from vacuum tubes uh to silicon chips you know from transistors and whatnot there, there's a complete technological shift to where now it's like this race how far can we get technologically how much more there's no need we haven't even had six months you know a year between thumbprint ID to retinal ID, not a facial recognition ID, just to open your phone. And that's just it's way too fast. I'm not a Luddite. I'm not saying slow down on technology, but this is being made to your average idiot on the street. And this technology could be completely bastardized. Oh, yeah. And then let's add in aspects of the government who I don't want them having facial recognition abilities on everyday stuff. Is, uh, it reminds me too much of the show uh, Person of Interest. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything good coming from it at all. Zero. Zero. It is 9.50. Don't forget, we're going to have Laura Bell on the air with us talking about the fourth annual Celebrity Bowl event coming to the Woodlands. And uh, that's going to be at 10.15. But until then... We can talk about some other stuff. We got uh, another news coming up next. We got a, that West Point graduate got uh, <laughs> discharged for less holy, than honorable holding a little sign under his hat at graduation saying communism will win. As well as wearing a Che Guevara shirt under his graduation so, uniform. I don't know if he was joking or not. I wonder. Nope. Let's, let's learn more about this. He wasn't joking. And then uh, Canada is voting to uh, legalize cannabis. So you go, so, guys. So let's see what happens there. Yeah. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. And we're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We will be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Mornings and lunch. Having too much fun, man. I'm having way, way too, much too much fun. It's uh, denial of the rains that are coming. 954 on the dot. 
Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Uh, it's creeping up into high 70s. Going to get up to only 80 to today. Huzzah! Having great conversations on and off the air, so thanks to the listeners chiming in about possibilities. Uh, possible uses of facial recognition. Everyday use may be criminal cases or familial DNA programs. Uh, yeah, uh, could help. Uh, definitely. Uh, Brett raises a good point. You know, facial right cannot see in three dimensions. So all you need is the photo of someone. High res photo, and you got access. So, so you're saying, like, if I wanted to rob a bank, I would just cut out a face, a face of you, and this I always have it in front? I'm like, oh, that'd be great. Hey, you know, I just watched Deadpool again at the end when she takes off his outer mask, and he's got the, the Hugh Jackman mask underneath. Staple to his face? I thought that that was Hugh Jackman for a minute. For reals. <laughs> Wonderful. Not really. No. Wonderful. Welcome back. Uh, but yeah, Brett points out uh, miniaturization is the reigning technology. Uh, that, you know, it's where are we going to go with our technology to make them smaller? And here, here, I'm flashing back to uh, one of the Lethal Weapon movies, the one with Chris Rock, where he goes on this rant with Joe Pesci about them making cell phones smaller and smaller. This, of course, is before the, the smartphone again. But yeah, miniaturization. Miniaturization is uh <laughs> is next uh it could also be used for like the movie face off according to misty facial recognition that's right you, you, would you want to swap faces with me dick i feel like face transplants are real well they are real they're, they're they've happened so but just not you know there's so many nerve endings that you yeah it's true but also don't forget with face off it just wasn't the face they changed everything body mass body hair moles freckles scars i mean well isn't the suspicion of belief kind of idea it's the it's called the willing suspension of disbelief and it's just how much am i willing that one it, it would have been willing. easier to transplant their brains at this point than the uh than to change uh, I, was, their bodies. I was willing right then and there were you willing oh yeah oh with a john woo movie you know what you're getting i love john woo movies yeah i agree but no let's talk about this thing that i, I ran across uh uh, headline West Point grad who posed with communism will win and cap discharged. Mm -hmm. So I saw this photo a while back. I think it was last year. And you can just search the photo, folks, to say West Point graduate. And know. also look for him with the Che Guevara t shirt under his uniform. Well, what's strange to me is no one did anything about this. And you read the articles. Basically, it sounds like Mark Rubio, the senator from Florida. Yeah, Marco. He said hey look into this mm -hmm. why wouldn't anyone else look into this until a senator like do you think that i mean do you, of course that could be a practical joke i get it that's what i i think people are like but okay, apparently no be, it's not nope i think people thought it was a gag like you know people write stuff on their their mortar boards and graduation and i think the word spread that this guy this kid i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say his name i don't want to give him any free press but I think it became more apparent to uh, Rubio that this kid was for real, that he was one beyond conscientious objector. I mean, to me, this is the next best thing to a sleeper agent to lie so tremendously on your application. And well, to I don't, do your, I don't really know the procedure to get into West Point, but I feel like you have to be selected. Not, you don't select them. You have, yeah, you have, no, you have to be, it's like Annapolis. Basically you have to have a congressman give you a letter of reference. You, you, this is not easy to get into West Point. And think about those who are trying, who this kid took their place, and he is all for, he was trying to, quote, affect change from within by encouraging soldiers to say, join me in my revolution, to all military lay down their arms and basically embrace the social utopia 
which is taking us all the way back to Do you think he's Stalin. mentally insane? No, absolutely not. I think just... he's a sleeper agent who, who is trying to um, undermine uh, an American institution and the American military uh, because he had to flat out lie. You can't go through West Point. You, you swear oaths. You fill out applications. You answer questions only to... to and I felt the same way. Here's the, here's the thing. Many years ago, during Desert Storm, there was a Marine who was ordered to go with his unit uh, to Iraq, I believe. May have, may have been Afghanistan. And said, no, I only joined the Marine Corps so I could get med school paid for. You know, and it became his big stink because he's like, I, w- I didn't think we were ever going to go to war. Sorry, it's what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that person was just as bad. But think about it. We got Hassan, the Army colonel who made his way up to the ranks until he shot up Fort Hood and what the previous president called a workplace violence incident instead of a terrorist incident. That dude was a flat-out terrorist. I don't care Muslim or not. doesn't matter. Anyone who wears a uniform and doesn't espouse the mission of that uniform. Remember, you don't salute the man or the woman. You salute the uniform. That's the whole point. It's to wear that uniform... You need to embody what it is and to have flat out light on that. I've, I've, I've got severe, if you couldn't tell, severe problems with this kid and hope he, uh, now they're trying to get his money back. Um, he was given a less than honorable discharge. Uh, there are those uh, who I, with me say should be flat out dishonorable discharge. Um, and that, you know, good luck finding a good job there. That's why it's on the applications. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Have you ever been discharged from the military? If so, what was your status? But I, I just have a, a big problem w- with this guy. And yeah, I but I feel get like this guy back. won't be in the norm. In the norm, if he's that extreme, there's other extreme people like that, and they all support each other. I mean, it's not like he's going to be like, oh, now I got to go get a job at McDonald's. I don't think he's going to be one of those. Like, he's not going to try oh, no, to no, he's, enter normal. He, he's already with uh, these. Radical organizations, when I say radical, meaning those who espouse some radical views on the overthrow of a military or a government. And his, so he's fully coming out, as it were, on this. Um, Brett raised a good point. To be dishonorably discharged, you have to be convicted of a felony. And I get that. I'd like this kid prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I do want every penny of financial aid he ever got to be um, taken from him with interest, again, whatever the law dictates, because... West Point is, for to get financial aid, you have to give five years of service after graduation. Well, obviously, he's not doing that. So that means the money he's got to give back. Now, of course, if he's with these organizations and they're funded, it'll happen. Yeah. But I'm just, this, this as a military brat, this it's oh so wrong with me. Well, with the one thing I'm trying to figure out is, did he just not like America? Because, I mean, communism no, still he- had an army. No, he wants to change America. Remember the previous person said, I want to fundamentally change America. The only way to do that is to take us from the capitalist country that was based on a Judaic Christian tradition. Sorry, people, there's this, what the separation of church and state means that there's no official Church of America. Uh, but, you know, look at your, your document with the firm reliance on divine providence. Uh, in God we trust. I mean... I'm not saying we become a theocracy. What I'm saying is that we were founded on certain principles and to want to fundamentally change that makes us into a different country, a different nation. Interesting. Now, nations, of course, are 
happily able to change. You have monarchies becoming non-monarchies or constitutional monarchies. You have England, you have France, you have the, uh, the Russian Federation that went from the Soviet republics to uh, federations. So, of course, things can change. But, yeah, I could rant on this for a while, so I'm not going to. Okay. I, was, I saw that and I was interested. In, you know, what's funny, though, is you think about the dishonorable, most, like, less honorable. I mean, that just, because most people don't know what that means. Like, mm -hmm. when I saw that, I go, wait a second. There's different levels. I thought it was literally honorable or dishonorable discharge. That's it. Like, zero. And I, I understand the whole, you know, you have to have a felony to get a dishonorable discharge. But then I go, well, you know, whoever the employer is, is going to be like, what does that even mean? But here, here's... The reason why I have a problem with, with this thing. Yeah, I'm a West Point grad. You are awesome. So you served? Yeah. And were you, were you discharged? Yeah. Were you dishonorably discharged? No. Well, congratulations. You're hired. See? He doesn't have to say if you say yeah, you but dishonorably it, if you're judging somebody on their military service and it doesn't say honorable discharge, you're immediately going to go, okay, so you did something wrong. But see, a less than honorable can be anything from... He did something wrong. Yeah, but like, that's it, it, a big honking range. Yeah, but I don't understand. Like, I'm not I'm not in the military, so mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. But to me, you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's almost equal to a dishonorable discharge in my, in that, in like the average person's mind. Right, but your typical HR uh, manager in a they're company has been... Yeah, they're, they're, they have to be trained in that and okay. what questions they can and can't ask. So I hope they ask, were you discharge honorably no that's the only way but if they say were you dishonorably discharged no oh welcome aboard okay. that's where i have a problem with the status of his discharge fair enough fair enough well we're gonna get ready for our interview yeah come up around 10 15 keep the conversations going on the air and on facebook thanks guys i, I love I figured you like now. that when we come yeah. back we're gonna have a short segment about eight minutes and uh got some local news yeah Let's, go, do let's, that. let's do that. Let's do let's local. Do that. It's, we it's 10 05. We, we can stretch it out to eight minutes. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Kissing me, chills run up and down my spine. I'm my baby, but she's alright. I'm my baby, it's clean out of sight. All right, <laughs> welcome back. Morning's Lynn Star, 10:08. We got a few seconds left. Local news. Hi, and bye, James. And then uh, we're gonna get to Laura Bell over there in uh, the Woodlands talking about the fourth annual Celebrity Bowl event. Bo you know what's funny is bowling has got to be that like unique sport that everyone attempts to actually try to play. Mm -hmm. And it's always funny to see people try to do it. They have no idea what they're doing because they're just like, they do it between the lane. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like everyone tries to bowl, even the little kids. And it's like you have that one friend who literally has zero dexterity or whatever. And it's just like. Well, bowling is the great social equalizer that, you, you know, okay, you got your hardcore league guys. I used to work uh, for an oil company many, many, many years ago. A guy I worked with named Tim, 
Yeah. He was so such a hardcore bowler. He had the little dinky short shorts kind of thing. And he would line it up and he's, you know, he just, I, I mentioned the short shorts only to say that, you know, you got to be hardcore to wear shorts like that. Most people just wear jeans to bowling, but you can be the next lane over. You can be the people like me who need the, the bumpers in the gutter and, and couldn't throw a strike if you held a gun to my head. And it's the same amount of fun. Yeah. So but but, we'll talk about that. We'll know, be talking about that. Yeah. But we got some local stuff. happening. Yeah. We got about five minutes. What do we got for me? Well, first off, we're going to say hi to Megan. Megan, and Megan apparently is, uh, is opinionated. So, Megan, let's hear you sound off. Uh, uh, we're talking about local news. Don't get distracted by Megan. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there's anything local we can talk Okay, here we go. Uh, some local news. They found a dead body. Go for it. Uh, in a pond off of 242, which is pretty cool, right? Well, until we find out who you it think was. They had, they, you think they had a uh, standby B moment? Oh, yeah, that's right. The original name of the story, The Body. There you go. So, Ricky Rangel, if you remember a gentleman five days ago who ran away from Memorial Hermann Hospital like mere minutes after I was there that day, they caught him. It was five days later in the Heights, Houston Heights area. So, Ricky, bad boy. You know you're going to get caught sooner or later. I always wondered about that, especially people that like run away from car accidents. No, we've seen the fugitive. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I guess he does get caught technically. He does get caught. And I remember the, well, I watched the TV series, and I remember the final episode, the, the, the hour-long episode they had. It was really hardcore. It was nice. But yeah, Ricky, you know you were going to get caught, dude. So uh, now he's in custody. He's facing a lot more. Um... DA uh, Montgomery County District Attorney Brett Ligon has announced that the 2018 Citizen Prosecutor Academy is going to be happening on August 6th. So is that have, similar to like the pol- the Citizen Police Academy? I think so. It, it, it's for students. It's a 12-week course. Uh, you got to apply by J- uh, July 6th, and I'll give you the website for that in a minute. But it's a 12-week course where you get a full immersion in being educated on what it takes to be a prosecutor you know aspects of the law yeah. evidence trial uh deals i think it's fascinating personally I, if i had 12 weeks and, and the time and youth on my side i would love something like that but if you go to you can send an email to da.citizen at mctx.org go to MCTX. Communism will win. <laughs> wear those shirts. DAO, District Attorney's Office. So Montgomery County, Texas, District Attorney's Office, MCTXDAO.org. And find out more about this. Uh, we have another event coming up on June 22nd, 23rd. It's a couple of days away from, uh, from now, Friday and Saturday. It's the Woodlands Area Quilt Guild. And, you know, I was saying how bowlers were hardcore. Yeah. I know some quilters, my mother-in-law being one of them. Yeah, they were on Margie's show yesterday. Holy Cow, these people are hardcore. Yeah. Um, but they, they got the Bloomin' Crazy for Quilts Quilt Show, Children the Seeds of Our Future Quilt Show, June 22nd, 23rd, 2018. Are you taking your mother? Mother-in-law? No, no, no. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll be there, but it'll be at the Lone Star Expo and Convention Center in Conroe, 9055 Airport Road, uh, Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Saturday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is only $10, and if you're under 18, you get them for free. It features a children's quilt exhibit, judged and non-judged quilt entries, raffle baskets, handmade items in the boutique store, vendors, 
and a scholarship quilt and small quilts for sale, sale benefiting the charity, which is Montgomery County Casa. Very nicely done. Go to Facebook and look up the Woodlands Area Quilt Guild for more information. Also, as we go into break, know that Chad Patterson, former head of uh, Montgomery County Christ Assistance Center, who branched out on his own yesterday, announced his candidacy for Precinct One. Is that a little county commissioner? Nope, it's in a year. And so he's throwing out these, you know, the exploratory committees are done. He's thrown his hat in the ring to uh, challenge, uh, I'm presuming, uh, the current Precinct One County Commissioner is running for re-election. Maybe, maybe not. But Chad Patterson, throwing his hat in the ring. It's never too early to announce your candidacy. Yeah. Hey, I'm going for president again 2020. Can't people vote right now for Connor City Council runoff kind of stuff? Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. I think it's now. That's how informed we are. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up, we got our special guest. Be right back. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 936- 647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Hey, Dick. I'm Skippy. Hey. 10-17 on the hot hey. in the studios here at Morning's Lone Star with the aforementioned Dick and Skippy. So we have a special guest on the phone we'll be talking with over the next few minutes. We have Laura Bell from Swoon Media, who's going to be talking to us on the phone about the fourth annual Celebrity Bowl, the George Springer fourth annual Celebrity Bowl benefit. Laura, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Our pleasure. Well, I'm excited because I really don't know anything about Say, okay. uh, which is that's the benefiting nonprofit from this bowl event happening. And I, I, I want to learn more about Say. So folks who are listening, they can visit say.org about this mm-hmm. nonprofit. But also I want to mm-hmm. learn more about the bowl event and especially how good of a bowler you are and then when it is and what's going on. Oh, good gosh. I am not a good bowler. I can tell you that much. But you do not have to be a good bowler to come to this event. It's, um, as you had mentioned, it's the fourth annual George Springer All-Star Bowling Benefit. And it's going to be July 8th. Over here at Bullmore, which is right off of Bunker Hill and I-10, so it's really centrally located. Um, and I guess you guys have heard of this this guy named George Springer before, right? No, I heard of Bullmore, though. <laughs> Isn't he the guy that used to be the Philadelphia mayor and then became a talk yeah, show host? I mean, oh, no, it's Jerry yeah. Springer. Never mind. Yeah, that's Jerry Springer. Yeah, the George Springer. Yeah, he's like this, this baseball guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like amazing, as you guys know. So, and what I love about George is not only is he an incredible athlete, but he's also, you know, he's, did you guys know that he stutters? No. So when you listen in interviews to him now, you'll, you'll hear him. Sometimes he stutters. So he grew up stuttering and when, you know, 40 years ago, do something to help other children, they grow up. That have grown up stuttering, and so that's why he created this this 
Boeing benefit. Oh, wow. Okay, so say uh, the organization that was formed is to, I, I just saw a billboard, I think. Uh, you did. On 45. You did. Uh, so, you did. Ah, cool. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, so basically what this Camp Say does is it sends children who stutter to camp for two weeks and um, have a voice, you know, where everybody else just likes them. Um, and so it's just, it's got involved is my son Brooks who's 11 when he was young he stuttered some now we took him to specialists and he outgrew it so he doesn't stutter anymore but most kids continue to stutter and so as a parent I know what it's like to hear your child you know stutter and not know what to do well, yeah, well, Laura, it, it seems as though, you, you know, there may be those out there listening going stuttering. Come on. What about feeding the homeless or something? But I don't think this can be downplayed that stuttering can affect someone well into adulthood, every aspect of their well, life, their their social life, their their job, their career, everything. If you just Google um, past interviews with Springer, he talks about how it affected his self-esteem growing up and how kids made fun of him. It leads to bullying. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sad for these kids. And so what I love is the fact that George is doing this big benefit to help these children um, just, just experience a world, you know, where everybody else is just like them, even if it's only for two weeks. So that's what we're doing. That is so cool. Uh, so th- this camp, uh, how do people register for it? Uh, is this uh, affordable for your average family? It is. And you can go to stay, dot org, mm-hmm. and um, to get all, all the information you need about the camp. Um, again, we're doing, we're doing a bowling benefit to help people that may not be able to afford the camp to send their kids there. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're raising the money for on July 8th. And this is our fourth annual you know, I chaired it last year, and I'm chairing it again this year, but I've attended the last four years, and each year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, we had to move it to Bullmore because there's so many more lanes um, at Bullmore than there were at the previous location. And I can promise you this, that pretty much George is such a leader on the Astros that pretty much the whole team shows up for him. It's pretty amazing. And so it's such a fun event because you're hobnobbing with the Astros. And then there's tons of other celebrities there and um, all the sportscasters in town. And it's just it's just a really fun event. We have some Texans that are coming. Um, it's just it's just a fun, casual, really fun event. And this year, too, we're going to have the trophy there, the Houston Astros, their trophy, Ooh. their World Series trophy. Yeah. Nice. Well, because I was going to ask about like kind of the the quality level of your celebrities because Dix and my uh, uh, invitation has obviously been lost in the mail. So you know, if you're not well, at our level of celebrity, well, okay. I don't know what to do. Uh, well, we need to make sure that you guys are invited for sure. I mean, it is seriously. I, I mean, last year, I mean, Alpine, Correa, they at least twelve players attend. Wow. I mean, I'm not joking. No, it's amazing. It is. My son Brooks, he's um he goes around and he's 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 helping some of the people like identify what players are what and it's 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 a great event. It really is. 
Well, that is great, great to hear. And I'm glad to hear that you're uh, not only behind it, because not only through Swoon Media, you know, I follow you on Facebook and see all the great things that you do already, but you have that personal attachment to it with your son. I do. I do. I do. And um, I really do. It's, it, you know, it, this, this, you know, this, there's a parent that touches home, you know, it really mm-hmm. does. Um, and then one of our other co-chairs, her name is Melissa Dayala, her son, Matthew, he stutters and they have been a tremendous help getting the word out as well as our honorary chair, Dr. Helen, Carolyn Farb, which I'm sure you guys have heard of Carolyn. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got, I've got a, yes. uh, Carolyn's got a special place in my heart. Yes. Everybody's heard of Carolyn. So she is our honorary chair and she's really out there out too. Wow. That's awesome. So you got a great celebrity level. So too many times we hear celebrity this or that, and it's, you know, it's, it's like kind of dancing with the stars. Their definition of stars kind of really falls short. But it sounds like you got some awesome uh, representation there and support from some real high hitters. This is great. We do. We do. And it's and it is it's fun to see the camaraderie, camaraderie between the guys. You know, I mean, they really are friends off the field, too. And you see that when they all come out and support each other at events. Um, I attended an event not too long ago um, that um, Altuve was was doing. And again, once again, all the guys came out to support him. And that's just so nice to see that they really are friends off the field, too. Yeah, they really are. That does help a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It really does. It really does. We've we've got a special Houston Astros team. There's, that's all I can say. <laughs> it, <laughs> is, right. it is very special. Yes, for sure. Well, that's wonderful. So once again, let's let people know exactly who, what, when, where, and why. Okay, it's the fourth annual George Springer All-Star Bowling event. It's going to be July 8th at Bullmore, which is just at I-10 and Bunker Hill. Super close to get. I mean, it's like so central that it's easy to get to. And um, all the proceeds are going to help send children from families in need to Camp Say. Really a life-changing summer camp for young people who stutter. And to learn more about the organization, you can go to say.org. That is great. So we'll be posting all this information up on our uh, uh, podcast. And when we uh, get this up on Facebook, uh, Laura, thank you so much for your time on us. We're looking Y'all forward to this. Are- we may have to crash this thing. Um, you need to. You really need to. Y'all are great, and I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, completely and utterly. Peeps, you've been Thank listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peeps, you've been listening to okay. Laura, Laura Bell with uh, Swoon Media, talking about the fourth annual George Springer Celebrity Bowl benefit happening July 8th at Bullmore. Uh, get, get some kids at Camp Stay. And again, you know, stuttering is not a sexy situation. You know, some nonprofits have it harder to get money because it's just not sexy. doesn't make a good commercial. But this is some serious stuff here. And these kids really need the the leg up. So there you go. Well, we're going to be uh, taking a quick break. And don't forget, we podcast and do all that cool stuff on Facebook and YouTube. So if you missed the interview, don't worry. You can listen to it again. We'll be right back. It's 1027. We still got 30 minutes left. Woo-hoo. 
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. Dick and Skippy, I think we got all of our sound issues from earlier. Where we, if you're now rejoining us, welcome back. 1030 on the dot. Uh, still no rain outside right now. I'm feeling, feeling a little better, breathing a little easier. If you missed the last segment, it was an awesome segment. Lara Bell with Swoon Media talking about uh, this this Celebrity Bowl benefit. Uh, Dick, I really think we need to crash this. Let, let's figure out what we're doing on July the 8th. And as long as they got those those bumper things in the gutters, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, it's a cool location. Too. Actually, that's where I bowl mainly when I'm in Houston. Because really? The prices aren't too bad. It's not like downtown, like Lucky Strikes or whatever, where you're you're spending like fifteen dollars a game or something like that. No, I'm not, I, I like the uh, when they do the the late night, you know, thumping music and black lights and stuff like that. But we we have what I'm at the Woodlands called uh, Bolero, B O W L E R O. In case you were looking it up, and uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I've I've been bowling forever. We gotta fix that. Well, I want to tell you something funny. I was scouring the internet and Incredibles 2 came out mm-hmm. and apparently there's a scene in it that P- 
people who have epilepsy are getting triggered. Wow. And so now they're issuing issuing warnings. Is it like now. a strobe light effect yeah, or something? Yeah, well, apparently there's several scenes in it that are pretty extreme. People, even viewers, average viewers are like, man, this is really intense. I would have to watch out for that. I, I'm, I don't exactly drop to the floor and, and drool, but a uh, strobe effect can That's too mess bad. with me. They're probably a good look on you. Well, it's also, that also uh, describes my typical Friday night date. So oh, uh, just hang out, get all drink. Well, it's, funny time. To, it's funny to me that somebody can make a movie and not realize this. Because I remember that, I remember that, like when the Pokemon movie came out, they had issues with Pikachu. And like when the character would flash, people were having issues. Because I would say Japanese animation is pretty intense. But it's funny that a, a company like Disney and Pixar, I feel like that's like rule 109 when making a movie for the mass public is watch out for epilepsy and causing incidents or scenes. Yeah. Um, you got to wonder how the, the percentage of those who would be affected that everybody in the production, the odds of anyone being affected are pretty grim, but then you, you, you do a mass release where it's going to go to millions of people at the very least hundreds of thousands of people, uh, the, the odds go up on that. But yeah, because uh, I'm looking forward to watching the movie. I love the first one. And I always like uh, th this kid, the little baby. Was it Jack? Jack Jack? Is that his name? The yeah. little baby. I want to see what, what happens with him. But 14 years. Man, that was hardcore the, between this and the sequel. And they got apparently all the original voice actors. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard. They just give them money. No, but I mean that they're all available and alive. 14 years. Just give them money. Yeah, give them money. They <laughs> Even use, if you're they, dead. They use that money just to... Just wave the check over the grave. No, I bet you anything in the next 10 years, they you read like 40 statements, 40 like words, and they're able to do anything with your voice. Right. Because that's what I was arguing for the new live action Aladdin. I was like, why don't... You know what I would do? I would just take literally Robin Williams' voice and just put it in there. So we've got that live action Aladdin going on. Um, I did know Smith is playing the genie. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be one of those movies. It's going to be just like Beauty and the Beast where people have so much expectation and then they change things that aren't even for the better. Mm -hmm. And you well, get Well, Will will want to put his own footprint on it. And, and you know, as an actor, I get that. I, I truly do. Um, but Ron Williams was like the lucky pinnacle of it. Like, people were like, oh, can't get any better than this because mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we hit the shot the first time. Agreed, and that's why I think the Beauty and the Beast kind of... Unless um, they drastically change the genie where he's, like, you know, really evil or like something. Sinbad or something. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's only... You change his personality. Yeah. Because really, Robin Williams made the personality of the genie. Not The genie didn't make the personality of Robin Williams. Well, they so. just turned the microphone on and let him do his yeah. thing. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the animation and everything. Like, mm -hmm. it felt like... Well, that's what they, yeah. what they did is, after they got his voice, then it's like, okay, now we're going to animate this guy. Yeah. And so I wonder what they would do with... And I think that's the problem with the Beauty and the Beast movie, too. Again, Emma Watson is, is blossoming as a, a fine actress in her own right. But you look at her, you see Hermione. So people have Belle from the cartoon in mind, uh, who's a Paige O'Hara, I think was the actress's name, that we have that cartoon Belle who was more beautiful to a lot of people than Emma Watson, if that makes sense. Emma Watson's cute. She's Hermione. She's not... And same thing with... Going from Jerry Orbach well, I think really, as the candlestick well, the, the, to not Jerry Orbach? Well, I would say the transition issue between doing live-action Disney to cartoon Disney is in cartoon Disney, you can really create a character who's completely fake. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, that person never existed in the real world. And that's fine because that's the whole idea of animation. You know, you can have fun with it and make a character. And it'd be really hard to find the right actress to play that part because of how wholesome and independent Belle was, but also kind of like, you know, t- I mean, I don't know. The times were different. So where are you reading? What are you laughing I'm at? I'm reading a comment and we'll get to it later, but I wanted to talk about, I, I came across a, uh, a trailer that there's going to be a live action Little Mermaid. But the gag is, it's not the Disney Little Mermaid. It's not Ariel. Oh, the actual real witch. The actual, and all that the stuff. actual. But they make it look. I mean, you're like three quarters of the way into this. Is this a is this a fan made trailer or no? No, this is an actual big. But because I think this production company realized, okay, Little Mermaid will be next because it's already on yeah, Broadway. I'm, I'm watching it right now. And you think they never call her Ariel because you know in the, in the original story her name is Pearl, and it doesn't have a happy ending. But they make it look like a Disney, like the the shots they're they're choosing for this trailer, kind of make it look like the Disney version. But then you find out this is not a musical and it's not Ariel. Okay. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Brett says, nostalgia is like porn. It looks good and exciting at first, but it always ends in disappointment and regret. Okay. Brett, 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 my friend, I need to. Turn you on to the right kind of porn is all I'm oh, going to say. I think you're just watching the wrong all right, porn. Next. No, what's what's interesting too though about the choices that Disney's making is I don't think it's gonna be good for the long run. Cause didn't we we kind of discussed this in the past where Disney isn't investing in new ideas. No, they're rehashing. They're, hey, we got all these cartoons. Yeah, now we're gonna we make made them. them we made good success the last 30 years. Let's just regurgitate it for the next 10 or 20, and then we'll figure it out from there, right? Well, what uh, sooner or later they will have their version of Tarzan. I think what they should do is take the visuals of George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser and then just redub it with the Disney songs and I, you'd, you'd have the movie done right there. Yeah, I agree. Disney, as Disney, you guys need to come up with some new stuff and go back to some traditional animation. I'm all for computer graphics ones, you know, Wally and, and uh, the Incredibles. But was the last one Tarzan, was that the last, quote, traditional animation movie they did? It's a good question. No, no, no. Let's see. I'm trying Let's to see. think. And I'm talking feature length, full full production. I'm looking right now. I'm still looking. Yeah, still look. Okay, you, you talk about that. I'll talk about that in West Virginia, family claims that they spent two hours cuddling and taking photos with the wrong baby because they brought them the it wrong was, baby. I think it might have been Princess and the Frog. <gasps> That did come after. Okay, Princess and the Frog, which is great, but thing largely forgettable. Name me one song from it. I know my niece loves it. Well, yeah, everyone loves it, but again, name me one when song. she's four. It didn't have the marketing of like, because you have Frozen with Let It Go, Let It Go. Okay, you sing, have, sing that song for me, please. Let It Go. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. As a director, when I there was a kid show that we were going to do, and Frozen had just come out, and every girl who auditioned, and I'm going to do Let It Go. I swear if I never hear that song again it's going to be too soon yeah you're you're kind of right uh most of the i love princess and the frog but i can't name a single song from it and most of it's the cgi mm-hmm. again which has its place in the oh world. i guess it would be the wind rises 2014 but that was a japanese animated movie but i've seen that movie but i'm talking pure disney full well, production. it was produced by disney well was it a so... full musical though no, it wasn't a musical. That, that's what I'm, I'm talking about the big music, like Beauty and the Beast, oh, Little Mermaid. I'm just just to... all the full tilt, you know, full production. 
Again, Princess and the Frog, great movie, but it didn't get the marketing as Frozen or uh, all these other ones. Uh, even Tangled, I think, got better uh, marketing and publicity than Princess and the Frog. Uh, be Winnie the Pooh, 2011. <laughs> well, they're American animated musical film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. Which is why they're going with um, the so live action, the Christopher Robin with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Because no one remember. I don't even remember the Pooh movie. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to answer your question yeah. with the, the limited time I have. I know. Okay. I just I I'm I'm traditionalist. I, I loved the Robin Hood with the fox and even the Great Mouse Detective and uh, the Rescuers. Um, and I love the new ones too. I just you know let's not lose the traditional animation for CGI. It's like, I love how more and more productions are using practical well, my question, effects again. Well, my question is, would kids care? Because that's where they're making the films for. They're making for kids. Do you think kids really care? I don't think they really care. I think some do, because they still watch Saturday morning cartoons. They still watch Pokemon. No, I meant more of like, they don't say, I don't want to see that movie because it's made with a computer. No, but uh, they're talking about traditional that, animation. I don't want to see that movie because it's traditional animation. I think the Pokemon, if they did a live-action Pokemon movie, it'd, it'd bomb. I don't think it did well at all because people want to tune into the cartoons. So to have, Aren't they making a live-action movie? That's what I'm saying. It's it's not going to do what people want the cartoon. If you watch these, you know, the teen versions of Robin, or what is it called? Teen Force or something? Yeah, they're teen making Titans. a movie, yeah. But you don't want to do live-action. Kids want to watch the cartoons. Powerpuff Girls. Watch the cartoons. Kids like traditional Yeah, Netflix animation. is making a live-action Pokemon. Here's the thing. Kids like the traditional animation. Don't lose it. Because it's going to come back around to it eventually. It's like matte paintings. You know, that that's making a comeback. Practical effects are making a comeback. People are tired of CGI. All CGI on everything. And I think that was the biggest problem with the prequels of Star Wars. It or was is it real? so this CGI. Might this might be fake. It was so CGI'd that, that it... it it looked CGI. It looked like the whole movie was shot on a green screen. Yeah, this. I don't know if this is real. Let's see. Oh, there's a there's a no. There is a live, there is a live action Pokemon movie because Ryan Reynolds is in it. Well, it's, okay, interesting. It's Detective Pikachu. Oh my lord, this is real. I forgot about this. Uh, Misty points out that there was a um, live action uh, uh, Jungle Book, and there's a live action Roger Rabbit. And that was really good. <laughs> cool. How about Cool World? That was pretty crazy. That was a weird movie. I can't believe they're doing Detective Pikachu, though. Detective Pikachu. There you go. <laughs> you, 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 would you want to be in that movie? Paid scale? You betcha. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be yeah. in any. I was in the Bad News Bears Go to Japan. I'll be in any movie. Well, it was interesting the... The director is the guy who did. He's a color and lighting supervisor for Lake Placid, so he's going to be wonderful. It's going to it's going to be a wonderful opportunity. <laughs> it's funny for him. when you have director who you know formerly is responsible for the Madonna video from 1986. Really, this is who. You well, know? he directed Goosebumps, Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black, mm -hmm. uh, Shark Tale, and Monsters vs. Aliens. So he did a lot of kids animation movies. Mm -hmm. So at least he has the animation background. There you go. Because there's no way they're going to have Poke or Pikachu in it, like. Of a suit, right? You don't think they're gonna do that? They're just gonna grab. They're not, the, gonna, they're not gonna Howard the Duck. That they're gonna call Lucasfilm. They're gonna buy or rent the the code for their Yoda, and they're just gonna change the skin. And that's what they're gonna do. 
Okay. Guaranteed. Well, you know, one of our listeners, Misty, chimed in because she has a son, and it seems that he prefers old school animation. Of course he is, because Liam rocks. But I said four-year-olds, Misty. Okay, four-year-olds don't care, as long as there's some catchy song in it that they can hum. No. Liam is the discriminating animation consumer who knows so the difference and knows want, what he likes. Do you want to know who's in this Pikachu movie? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, Ken Watanabe. I don't know if I said that right. Uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye? And the English professor science guy? Yes. No. Uh he's never got a he doesn't have a science degree. What, what's the English actor's name? Bill Bill Nye. 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 Uh huh. Yeah, he's in it. So that's kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, there's other people too, but those it's all young people that I don't know <laughs> who I can't believe they're making this a movie. Believe it. It's it's gonna come out next it's gonna come out next year, May 10th. I can't wait for the trailer. This is going to be like, uh, that's you think it's going to be a bomb? Uh, I know. I think it'll be Probably. number one for the first weekend. Yeah. Well, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, I hope R. he makes Maybe what he's doing, he's trying to do material for the next Deadpool. He can make fun of himself. Could be. Well, he's got plenty he made of fun ammunition of himself. with R.I.P.D. He, he made fun of himself all over Deadpool 2. I haven't seen it yet, but I, so. I rewatched Deadpool 1, so I can go watch Deadpool 2 now. So, at least he's self-aware. <laughs> it's Lone Star Community, which is kind of the premise of Deadpool, right? Yes. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back for our last segment, so stick around. wonderful. Yes, she is. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, Connor. 
Hello. 1047. We've got a few minutes left on today's show with Morning's Lone Star. Thanks to everyone for listening and keeping the conversation going. Uh, Brad, I did get your message that Bill Nye has a degree in mechanical engineering. And absolutely, I agree. That's kind of my point that uh, I, I like Bill Nye just fine and dandy. You don't get me wrong. Bill Nye, the science guy, I always loved as a show, as a TV personality. But mechanic, a man, mechanical engineering degree makes you as much of a climatologist as an English degree makes me a lawyer. You know, yeah, we both use English. We both use some of the same principles, but there's no training. In it. And of course, Bill is, is, you know, decades in an environment where he can learn scientific stuff. Uh, but that, that was kind of my, my, my point. So thanks, thanks for setting me straight on the kind of degree he got. But, uh, and because Dick and I were talking off the air, Dick was asking, okay, so with the uh, Attorney General's, Inspector General's report, you know, what's going to happen? Well, heads roll. And I think once everything comes to light with the, because remember this Inspector General's there's report. A, there's a reason I said it off the air. Well, I'm saying remember, so this Inspector General's report was uh, only for the Clinton email investigation. There's going to be a second report about the whole, Ru quote, Russia collusion, end quote one. Man, just. And well, that's the thing is I think people will start to be held accountable. Every comedian, every Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel have gotten on. I remember the day the dossier came out that night. That was the whole Tonight Show with Colbert. And I was watching that. And that was the last episode I watched ever saying, I realized you just you can make something up, just completely make it up. And these people take it and run with it and rowdy up an audience. And yeah, but why, put do, you, it why the, do you watch Stephen Colbert? I mean, I, I thought more night, I thought late night TV was kind of like the. He had just. Well, I thought, I thought late night talk shows were meant to be kind of like the or an enter, entertainment news delivery in a soft way. Yeah. Because there's the only, the only guests on, they have are people who are promoting the movie or promoting something. That's what it was. But now these people fancy themselves as political operatives. And, do you and, think so, though? Like, do I really think Stephen Colbert is my. No, Jimmy Kimmel is going out there uh, well, posing himself that, as uh, he can. But he's posing himself. Here's the thing. He's who, talking about what's wrong with healthcare. That? He's Nothing, using a platform. But let, okay, let's say that he goes out there to say vaccinations are bad. They'll give your kids autism, and you know they're they're a secret. It's like the Tuskegee well, he, experiments. He could definitely do that, but I think in today's world they'd be shot down by the public. But here's the thing: the public can say all they want. People stop watching, which is what they're doing. But the media. Because when him. you say held accountable, do you mean financially, or do you mean like he's going to get you in trouble with the law? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say law so much, but just no longer be taken seriously. Well, I don't think they are. I don't think he is taken seriously. Well, they're because he's a late night show host. Well, I mean, I don't think what I, I like to happen is thing when I say things to go back for late night comedy to go back to being comedy to where not everybody is 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 this is my platform to put my political platform. Well, they can do to, that. They they can, but I'm tired of it. And well, if I dare to else. ask, for, where? There's other things in this world. Besides Name me one Stephen late Colbert. night comedy show that sticks with late night comedy. That where it's not screw Trump, ah, Mike Trump. Ah. Well, I don't watch late night comedy, so I'm not. No, I was never. I, I was never really bothered by it because I never really watched it. But then again, it's like it's one of those things. I think it's one of those echo chamber kind of situations. Which people use, and again, I was about to say something, and Brett, he's he's like on mind with me. So many people use. They believe the Daily Show is real news. You know, John oh, Stewart yeah. show. That so many people get their information. Well, now it's that late night with from late night John comedy. Or, so that's what they do. They take it the next morning. Did you see on the news last night? Which is Colbert or Kimmel? Oh, this he peed on a mattress. He did this, and it's not. 
they were passing themselves off as journalists, as real news. And I'm not going to go whole real news, fake news thing, but this is where people pick that up. And I'm just I'm Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. A user just chimed in. Jimmy Fallon doesn't do that. I would. Uh, you know what? If that's the case, I will start recording Fallon. So. I I've, haven't been inspired to, but if he's the guy, uh, thank you. I'll check into Fallon. Well, then again, like, why are you need to check into late night news? No, it's not news. It's or late night, whatever. I because like why do you why, entertainment? I, I get I get a why American institution no, I get, for decades. I get that, but it's not anymore. For like, I know like our generation, the only thing people like watching is that uh, John Oliver character. But that's if they have HBO. So whoever doesn't have HBO, they're kind of out of luck with that. And I don't even know when that shows on. I just see the, the social media spreading it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about that show, how current it is, or, like, is it, like, he just releases web series? I have no idea. But I think people who, like I say, my age, they don't really care to watch Late Night just because no one really cares what the current actor is promoting anymore. Like, that's not why we go see the movies. We don't go see a movie because, you know, Chris Pratt's on there saying, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is really good. But that's what we did do. We'd see, we catch a sneak peek of the movie and here's some behind the scenes I'm saying the younger people they don't they'd rather watch them on Instagram and would say they? yeah oh yeah there's people getting paid crazy money just to promote stuff how do, but how do we know that if it weren't available on a late night platform that the kids wouldn't go watch it they probably would watch their Instagram but how do we know until it's out there there's, there's no resources left for it because do you really think an 18 to 25 year old is checking out Jimmy Fallon or anything like that do you really think they're watching TV at that time, at that, that, because that's the disadvantage to having late night television is you have to watch it at late night. Most people are my age or younger don't want to have to be told when to watch stuff. They'd rather go on YouTube and subscribe to late night with Jimmy Fallon and watch it on their own deal. So let's look at it like this. So what's Jimmy Kimmel's thing? Kimmel or Fallon? Well, what's Jimmy Kimmel's like show name? Uh, he's, oh God, they're, they're all mixing in my head now. Um, what's his show name? Okay. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel live YouTube. Let's see how many YouTube followers he's got or subscribers. He's got 12 million. Okay, so that's decent. That's a very decent amount. Now, what's the highest YouTube? I think it's like 50 million or something like that. Because do you see what I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. I'm talking about the shift of people who are paying attention. So, so the one guy, uh, PewDiePie, has 63 million viewers. So if you're looking at the future generation and we're basing this on YouTube, what what's the difference between 12 million and 63 million? I think that's a pretty big difference mm-hmm. for people paying attention to you. But okay, you can have 63 million followers. That doesn't mean they're going to watch everything you... Yeah, but you can oh. have 12 million followers <clears throat> or, you know, whatever you want to say on TV and that doesn't mean they're going to watch you. Like, I don't know. I don't know anyone that watches Jimmy well, see, Kimmel now, besides the outcry people have about Jimmy Kimmel making a statement. Now, this is what I believe about whoever talked about Fallon. Fallon is actually the heir, or he inherited The Tonight Show, which was Jack Parr, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno. So, for decades, if, if this is the case, then he's maintaining the decades long tradition of it where it is, and I'll say fluff. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the, you'll get the animals on. You'll get this David Letterman who did. I mean, Paul Logan Paul has more people paying attention to him than Jimmy. Kimmel. Well, that says a lot. Logan Paul's the idiot. Who, yeah, I know. That's what he's trying an to say. idiot. And if you follow him, you're. I don't want to say you're an idiot for following him, but in the words of Obi Obi Wan Kenobi, who's the bigger fool, the fool or the fool that follows him? So there you go, people. Well, I'm in, I'm, I'm gonna look up. I just looked up. Let's see. 
late night. Because, like, I just don't know a lot of people who pay attention to late night television anymore besides a demographic that's in the older market. And then again, I think a lot of people in that older market are tired of, like, what you say is too political and it's just not really fun. Mm -hmm. So I believe that. Yeah, and it's no longer fun. Uh, someone mentioned, a couple of people mentioned uh, Graham Norton. And I, I actually watch the Graham Norton show, but sometimes, I'll, you know, he's got a monologue. It's a very short monologue at the beginning. It's a BBC America show. Well, it's a BBC show that they show in America. And it's great with the guests. Um, a lot of fun. He's got a lot of gags behind it. And it reminds me of the way it used to be that, yeah, you'd have a monologue where you'd rip on the current administration, British or American, but then you'd move on from well, it and not turn the whole so show I'm looking into at it. stats right now from May, and basically the the number one was NBC with Jimmy Fallon. But then again, he's only getting 0.48 ratings on it. And mm -hmm. like NFL will get 12 point mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, it gives you an idea of like, what are we, what are we talking about when it comes to who's doing it and who has an influence and things like that. Jimmy Kimmel had a 0.37. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't think this is that big of a deal. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think the amount of people who you think are watching TV are watching these people. I really don't think that. No, well, they sure do make it on the news every day. Well, that's because— Last night, Kimmel said that American healthcare, he's the Well, they do with that with all the news media. It's like a big old—it's all circle circle of information that's going on there. Mm -hmm. But Graham Norton is fun. He does put it in—you know, I tend to skip over the monologue sometimes because he does have, as, as someone pointed out, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, which is just the rigor now. It's it's what you're supposed to have. But anyhow, there's enough for late night TV. It is currently 10:57. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think we got to go. Yeah, we're oh, having fun, man. but keep the conversation going. Well, no, we'll be back, or uh, we'll be back tomorrow. You'll be back with I'll Rick. I'll be back with Rick, the reluctant cowboy. Special guest tomorrow, folks, is the Conroe Roller Derby. So that's going to so be a lot of fun. That. That's going to be a lot of fun. So if you have questions for them, make sure to message Facebook, uh, fa Facebook message us. Morning's Lone Star. Email us at mwls at irlonestar.com. Today's show is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Clean. Special thanks to those folks for supporting the show. Uh, Sean, it was nice to see you. Yeah, great, great day. And great I will be you. back on Thursday. I'll miss you. But uh, I won't be here tomorrow. Sorry. I'll miss but you. the show will be on. Don't leave me. So it's 1058. We got great lineup today. Come up next is going to be a replay of Keeping Up with Conroe. They're going to be doing their show on Thursday. Unfortunately, so uh, they're not here today, but they'll be here Thursday. So keep up with Conroe. Stay tuned with that for the Conroe CVB. And then, of course, we have the Legal Connection. And then we have Hispanic Chamber Connection and all that stuff coming your way here on Lone Star Community Radio. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station 
at lscrstudios at gmail.com.